So, welcome to the Reds Disciples podcast where everything sucks. Uh, where that was, you know, one of the, you know, I think there are two, sometimes there are two kinds of losses. There's a loss where you, that you have in a game where it's like, maybe that's an outlier. Some things that happen were an outlier and, um, you know, you, you fix them the next game and things will be all right. And then there are some losses where it feels like some of the things you saw are the beginning of a disturbing trend. Um, and that this last game was, you know, it, this is our place for overreaction, but it's a lot of stuff I saw in this game. It's kind of a dumpster fire. Uh, it was, this was uh, a punch to the dick, to be perfectly honest with you at times. Uh, it was hard. To Robert? <laughs> Robert took a shot in the balls today. And yes. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, it was not gonna. It was not fun. So Red's disciples fans, disciples of Red, Red be turning over in his grave if he saw this one. Um, we lose one sixteen to one oh seven against really a Washington Wizards team that we had no business losing to on our own floor. Um, for God's sake, Spencer Dinwiddie shushed us with nine points and then when they went on to win. Like, I mean, if if that's not the ultimate, uh, I, I don't know what. Like, if Spencer Dinwiddie shushes you and you're a coach, like, you have to take guys off the floor or someone has to clothesline after that. Like, somewhere. There has to be a pulse. There has to be one last fuck given. Uh, somewhere you must find a fuck to give somewhere if pardon my language but someone has to give one and decide that we are playing flat we have no energy at all but someone is gonna have to give us some energy and we started to see that a little bit with al who came through but we just it was just too much it's too much it's just too much of a lot of things that Celtics fans we have seen really for the last year, maybe even a little bit longer than that, but really especially for the last year, as soon as we saw it recognized, oh, I recognize you offense. I recognize you defense. There you are. And there we go. Yeah, the defense is the really concerning part. I know Ime said he's not married to the switch everything defense, well, I'm about to file some divorce papers. I've had about enough of this. Really? If they're not, if they're not going to help, it's not going to work. It has to be. The team has to be locked in. You could do a switch everything defense, but if the matchup isn't in your favor, you have to know when to help and when to stay home. All right. It's just if if you're going to do that, you have to be like the guy on the pick has to be ready to show hard on the other side of every of every pick. He has to be ready to show hard uh, and, and with hands high, like you have to come with that every time or you have to be willing to back off and let guys chase or chase guys around the screen, chase them off the three point line and not quit. But you have to pick one of those two. It's, if it's not one of those two, you're dead in the water. You can't, you can't just not choose one of those two options and think you're going to win. 
Like, and, yep. and I don't understand what what Ime, what information Ime is still looking at. He's still gathering data, whatever. He's not married to it. He's not trying to figure it out. Like, it's it feels blatantly obvious, honestly. This team is not going to to figure out this switch everything. It's like it's what we saw a lot of last year when guys were being lazy with their switches. So I we I've even heard Perk mention this lately. Like and Perk's mentioning this, I mean you know it's a thing. Like if Perk's mentioning this and it's right, it's a real thing. And like at that point. Uh I mean, like you can't you can't half-ass that. You can't half-ass that and not and and not be tight or not be tight hugged up against the defender or not be, you know, in chase position, coming on the other side of screens, get low, chase the guy off the screen, off the off the three-point line and into the paint towards your help. Like, but you gotta do one of those things. If you like there's no other choice. There's no other choice. But those things, energy and effort, those are two things that this team does not show ever. No, like and we we're still waiting for the the tough love for the iron hand, whatever that was. That's supposed to come. That's supposed to say, you know what? We're not going to do this. We're not going to get punked on our own floor. We're not going to have guys shushing us with nine points. We're not going to have guys stamping on lucky. I'm still waiting for the pushback. Hi again, this is Red's Disciples. I'm Aaron, this is Billy, and welcome to hell. <laughs> population, all of Boston right now. Right, population, all of Boston. So, then what he does end up with 22 points. He had a few big baskets. He had a three big late in the game and a couple other points. But I mean, just like Beal, Beal was like, on a game where Beal goes seven of 25, you're, and you have both Jays. You're supposed, and at home, you're supposed to win those games. Like those are the games that you look back on at the end of the season and you're like, we should have had that. Like we should have had that one. And it's again, it's early, it's only game five. I'm not gonna react, like I, I am probably a little overreacting. There's a little bit of hyperventilation going on, I, I, I will admit. But I, I know in my heart of hearts, this is not the end of the year. It's game five, it's not game 82. But there are some things here that we're seeing that I'm really not a fan of. And what concerns me is like I said, they don't seem like outliers. They don't seem like things that, oh, this is a one-off. Maybe this will get fixed in the next game and we'll be fine. Like there's some things that look like all right, I've started to see bits and pieces of this for a few games, and now it reared its head ugly, and I wonder if it's about to get a little worse before it gets better. That's what's got me concerned. It's the same trend over and over, right? Like the starters play well, second unit comes in, we have a horrible second quarter, so much so that we're playing the whole second half, just playing, you know, comeback basketball. We fight, we make it close, one possession game, and then it's make or miss. Either, we either hit the shot and make the play, we steal a game, 
or we lose like we did tonight. And you can't let weak teams come in your house and feel like they can push you around. And that's what, that's what Montrez Harrell did. He came in our house and he made it his house. He was flexing all over the place. We didn't get out talented. We just got outworked. No, we just got out. We just got straight up outworked. They came into our house and they pushed us around. And, you know, I know one of your sore spots for this team, especially off the bench, has been the play of Josh Richardson, as is with a lot of people. Like, we were really hoping Josh would come in and be a good compliment to Jalen and Jason, hit a few shots, play some good defense. I even thought that maybe coming off the bench might be a good spot for him and be able to play me. Um, and some of this, is, I'd say a good portion of this is him. One of the other things though I've noticed is when he plays next to Dennis, a lot of Dennis, for all the good that Dennis does, and he does do good, but for all the good he does, a lot of his offense comes at the expense of greater ball movement. And this is something that um, Adam Taylor, a great friend of mine, um, great Celtics writer and, and analyst, um, if you're not following him, um, get your life choices in order because he's as sharp and as savvy as they come. And he's why he's doing this all the way from the other side of the pond in England. But he mentioned this, the moment we got Richardson was that he had looked, I mean, excuse me, at Schroeder, that he had looked at a bunch of tape of Schroeder and a lot of his offense that he had come, um, just a lot of at the elbow and just a lot of it was just kind of tunnel vision and he didn't he didn't make a lot of plays for other people and that was one of his concerns that was a, one of a lot of people's concerns was that would Schroeder go for himself when he came here thinking about his contract I don't know if it's been as overall as selfish as him saying haha I'm gonna do me I just think that's how he plays I just don't think he knows how to play any other way really and when he's on the floor, and sometimes when Jalen's on the floor, I feel like we have two guys who really don't know how to operate uh, a two-man game as well, or know how to make plays going downhill for other people. Like they don't have their head up, they look for their shot only, and it's their shot first, and if they don't, you hope they get fouled. What is up with Jalen? It was like 2018 Jalen today. That loose dribble, like yeah, like all of a sudden he, he he all of a sudden uh, the uh, stagecoach turned back into a pumpkin again, and we are you know we started to see this um, a little bit before, but you know it was covered up by because Jalen just had some good games in shooting the ball and so on and so forth. But uh, I have not seen a lot of cutting from him, a lot of at the top of the key, dribbling, trying to drive through two and three guys, getting stripped. Saw that a bit from Jason, who started to complain. And you can tell, and it's like wash, rinse, 
repeat. We've seen this, like uh, we've read this story, we know this story. Um, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like Rocky 5000. <laughs> like we know how this story is going to end over and over and it's never good. It's never good. Uh, it's, it's super frustrating. So, let's try to see what else we saw. Um, good guys we saw for the sake of doing good, because I know we like to find three stars. I mean, I, I feel like at least two of them have to be our starting bigs. Like, Al didn't quit this game. Uh, he had a nice line. Both our bigs had double-doubles today. I thought I, I only played 26 minutes. I thought he may kept them on the bench too long. I don't know if it was because he felt that uh, he was trying to save him or because he wanted to get Grant extra run or what have you, but I thought he just waited too long to get Al back in the game. Uh, especially when our ball movement in the half court really started to suffer in the third period. Scal seemed to think it was a minutes restriction. I'm not convinced. I thought it was just, we just played bigger. With I had the Washington play. feed today, so I didn't hear Scal. Thank well, you. luckily for you, because yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. As much as I love Mike Gorman, I've been seeing, feeling myself going to the away team feeds as well for the commentary. But um, we did uh, play a lot better when we only had one big in. Um, just because of the weird matchups with Washington, the way Washington was playing. So my guess is they just wanted to split Al and Rob and Al just got the short end of the stick because of how Rob was playing. And I mean, and again, Al, seven to 12, hit a couple threes, uh, four assists to go with this, 11 boards and his 16 points, another block and a steal. I mean, again, stuff in the line, Al's playing outstanding. You know, going into this game, he was among the league leaders in blocks. Obviously, at the top of that list was the guy he's playing with, Rob, who had four more blocks today to go along with 13 points, 11 boards. Um, you know, and again, playing 30 big minutes, not many fouls. I mean, the best thing that's come out of this five-game stretch to start so far this season is just how well Rob is really settling in. Um, he hasn't looked as explosive at times as they want. I thought a couple times today, he just blatantly passed open wide open, you know, like bunnies inside the paint, inside like five feet. He was passing the ball. I was like, what are you doing? Like, put the put up the shot. Like, he was like, like develop a jump hook or something and trust it. Like develop a short jump hook. Like there's no reason why you should be passing up shots when you're within five feet of the paint. Like I, I don't I don't get that. But I mean outside those blemishes, I thought uh, I thought Al had I mean Al uh, Al too, but I thought Rob had a great game and it's been great to see him emerge as the player we hoped he would become this season. So that is one good thing that, uh, one good uh, predictor of things hopefully to come that that I think all Celtics fans, all of us who are watching this should be excited about. 
Yeah. I, I guess the team had a really bad uh, shoot around this morning, and Ime told them that, hey, if you this, you're going to get your asses kicked. Well, we got our asses kicked. We did. We did. So, I mean, and guys are coming out flat with, with no energy, and I'm not sure why. Like, we came, like, we came out, like, no energy from the start. Like, guys were running. Guys were playing ISO basketball. It was a lot of standing. Again, still not nearly enough cutting. Like I saw one good cut early on. It was so good, it was like noticeable. Like, like when you're noticing cuts, like you know, you know, like that, uh, like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme. You know, reaching the couch. Oh, like I saw a cut. I saw it for real, like you're looking at a boob on Skinamax, you know, through fuzzy TV. Like, I saw it, that happened. Like, there's no reason for you, for us to be this shocked at seeing one good cut. We saw one good cut and we just didn't see enough of it. Guys doing a lot of standing and it was a bad, um, it was a bad coaching game. Like. This was not a good coaching game. And I know Ime Yudoka is a rookie coach. This is only his fifth game coaching. So we have to remember that, um, that there, he's, he's gonna take his lumps. He's still figuring out a new team and figuring out what they can do. All of that is real. All that is legitimately real. That he's figuring this out. And maybe because, um, you know, he hasn't seen the evolution of this team maybe as closely as some of us have over the course of time. He has to a degree because obviously he's with these players all the time and he's, he's known these players through USA Basketball. That said, and I'm not saying that he may is in any any time, you know, that he has to worry about his job. But as, that said, his leash isn't as long necessarily as as Brad's was, I'll put it this way. It wasn't as long as Brad's was in his rookie year when Brad had like really nothing to work with. And he was just trying to make something out of, you know, chicken salad out of chicken scratch. You know? he, he doesn't have nearly as low expectations as Brad has because he's got a lot more in the bin to work with. And, and Brad hooked him up. Brad 100% hooked him up. He's got to find a way to put this, you know, to get this wagon rolling. He's got a lot of good pieces here. Um, but some of the moves that, that we're seeing, um, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting the plot. Yeah, I can't have another um, Josh Richardson game where he plays over 15 minutes and he doesn't score a point or even take a shot. Right. Like, and meanwhile, for real, second game, consecutive game that he's had over 15 minutes of playing time and not made a single shot. Like, what is that? What is he out there for? I know he's not a three point shooter, but he should be getting backdoor cuts to the basket, Avery Bradley style. Right. Should be getting backdoor cuts. If he's not going to do that, then why not play? Why not play Pritchard? Why not play Neesman? You know, our spacing is for shit right now. And when you play Schroeder and Marcus 
two guys who are really not great shooters together. And that relegates Marcus back to the role that he was trying to avoid last year. Uh, and he is just really no longer good for. You know, and having him relegated back to that role, a role that he's been trying to avoid, but now he's back in it. His shooting is really not good. He's back to playing off ball again. Uh, when he plays, when Schroeder plays so many minutes uh, and he's not a spacer for him, uh, it's no good. We don't see, I was hoping to see a lot more um, cuts to the rim from Marcus off post-ups or more post-ups. I'm not seeing that anymore. I'm not seeing that at all. Um, not nearly enough. Uh, and that's which means like, once again, we've got guys who are just not using Marcus in a way that accentuates his skill set, his size. Uh, and we're relegating him to shooter. And these guys are the one, two that are being tasked with spacing the floor for the Jays. And it's just not working. Meanwhile, and I get Neesmith maybe playing too fast and all and whatever, but there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, Maybe XYZ guy doesn't have it. Maybe Josh doesn't have it. Maybe this guy doesn't have it. Let's see if we can catch lightning in a bottle with this guy off the bench. See if he can come in, hit a couple shots, provide a little spacing. I'll go back to my other lineup later or the next game, you know? But if this guy, if someone else has something, maybe, you know, we could try it. Maybe try throw Wancho in there, you know? Maybe see if he's got some energy today. He hasn't played a lot. If he plays uh, hard, throw his body around a little bit, maybe get some guys excited, maybe make a basket cut or something. Like, like that's what you do when you're a coach. You say, I, I have to adapt on the fly. Yeah, like, that, that's part of what your job is. Like, hello, read the room. Read the room. I'm sorry, I'm talking too much. No, it's we're all riled up. Like I said, I'm I'm really glad we have a few days off from this team because I need a break. It's like we're not having a breakup. We just need a break because watching that shit tonight was. So I wish I could quit you. <laughs> oh man, I, I just don't understand it. I just don't understand how you can come out in front of your home crowd. Al said it best. He's like, how do you come out in your front of your home crowd and do that? I'm surprised they didn't boo us off. I mean, boo them off the court. I really wouldn't. I thought Philly, they'd have booed him off the court. I thought we were being polite tonight. Celtics fans, I thought, you know, and, you know, more power to you if you were at the game. I'll be at the game uh, in, in, in D.C. on Saturday. I'll be at that one. But Celtics fans, you, you, you held it together with class and dignity because I thought, honestly, you, you could have booed him off the court and been 100% justified. No, they deserved it. They actually really deserved it. I'm I'm not understanding these just mental lapses where they just come out like lackadaisical thinking they could just turn it on whenever. Just sloppy, sloppy, sloppy play. That's the thing. We didn't even, you know, we didn't turn the ball over much. Um, but you can tell like it was a slow game. It was a slog fest. Um, you know, our, our assists had been really good 
up to this point, we're averaging up around, you know, 25 plus, whatever. Today's game, 18 assists on 37 baskets. Uh, like, that's not going to cut it. Like, that's never going to cut it. Um, now, the late was mostly on the defensive end because whenever there was a switch, the guy that comes too late. Yeah. And then once the guy was too late, it would be like Harold with a mismatch, no help yeah, coming. Exactly. And that's what's been happening. And like, if, if you guys are watching, tell me you haven't seen this. You know, we, we, we run the switch. We do one of those just uh, where we don't go on, we don't catch the switch or we switch late. And if they don't make the shot, we end up with a small guy underneath the rim with a big with one of their big guys who crashes the board and gets it back and then flexes you know like that's what we've been seeing and that's what we saw a lot of last year as well playing games and again it's it's why um i don't know one is coaches man will hardy damon stoudemire someone over there needs to tell them Emay, this this thing's not it's not working. Like, what more do you need to see? You know, what more do you need to see? This the switching, the way you're trying to do it, it's not working. You know, maybe we can continue to work on it in practice, but in the games we can't do this. We can't keep doing this and expect it to work because it's not working. Uh, I'd really like to see him bring back uh, the diamond defense that Brad used to do on the out-of-bounds. We haven't done that once this season where it was like, if it's an inbounds play, if it's in the half court, we do that diamond zone defense. Yeah, I thought that worked phenomenal, and we have the athletes to do it, but we just don't do that no more, and it's really disappointing. I thought that was one of the best things Brad implemented. Right, so now we actually have all the athletes we need to do that, and we're no longer doing it. Um, which is, you know, bizarre. Um, understanding, obviously, it's a different coach. He's going to have different ideas um, and all that. Like, I love the double big lineup, but it might be time to send one to the bench just to so we can start to play a little faster and open this up a little bit, is my opinion is we might need to try that. Need and I need, back or I need Tatum with the matchups that he seems to be more favorable at. I think Tatum plays better at the four. We've said this. We saw nine, Tatum saw nine, in his all NBA year, Tatum saw 90% of his minutes at the four, at the traditional four spot. Now, it might be, it might just be time to do it. I know that's, uh, Ime is not going to switch things up easily and is going to stick with that. I, I mean, I do like that to agree that you, you're, you're not, you want to impose your own will as a coach. You want to set the attitude. You want to set the pace. You want, you want to make, you want whatever your philosophy is, you want to dictate terms to the other team, whatever it is. Um, and use your your best you know your best weapons in a way that forces other teams to match up with you. Problem is, right now this is just it's not working. 
you know, as much as I, I love the double big and I actually think it does work with those two. Um, but we're playing, we're playing slower and efficient basketball all over. Even when it's not double big, we're still playing slow. Uh, and that's a concern. And I think they really need, we need to play at a much, much quicker pace than we've been playing. And adding a shooter, um, I'm hoping that when Langford comes back, he inserts Langford back in uh, so he can play again. I still don't know uh, what Neesmith has done. You know, I get that maybe playing a little fast, but you know, in the first few games, but to me, that's not enough to sit him, like to, to park him on the bench after the, the summer league and preseason he had to just simply say, you know what, we're not gonna go with him. We're just gonna park him there for him to just not get no play after a couple of bad games. Like, he, I'm not saying that he's earned his way or he earned the way to work himself in, but Josh Richardson hasn't, hasn't certainly done anything to earn automatic minutes over guys that could potentially help you by spacing the floor. He hasn't earned that, uh, that deal. Like, I don't, I don't get that. This fucking, <laughs> this team, man, it's going to be the death of me. It's going to be the death of me. So we dropped the two and three Washington Wizards go to three and one with this, uh, travesty again the basketball gods spoke they said uh not gonna play the right way we're not gonna let you win we're gonna waste a four for six uh three-point shooting night from dennis schroeder said that's what happens when you when you anger the basketball gods by not playing the right way by not moving the ball we got obliterated on the boards too um 11 offensive rebounds for Washington. Like, that was a big part. That's how you hit, that's how you, you win a game like that. They shot over 50% from the floor. Like, I mean, just talk about no resistance. There are a few plays I saw where guys just walked down, threw it to a guy in the post, and he just turned and just laid it up. And the guy's just like, okay. I don't know what you do with that. Like I said, at some point, say, you know what? Maybe you don't have it. Let's see if someone else has it tonight. Let's see if someone, we'll see if we can catch a spark from somebody else. Like you, you gotta be willing to try that. You can't be, you gotta be willing to be flexible. Yeah, if we're, if we're gonna, we're gonna just shit the bed. Let the young guys be the ones that shit the bed. At least they'll get some experience out of it. I want yeah. Neesmith. We're gonna need Neesmith this year anyway. Like there, there's yep. no way around that. We are going to need him this year if we want to go anywhere we want to go. So I mean, yeah, you know, might as well give the kid a shot here. Um, 
So just say, hey, if you don't like the way guys are playing, coach, show your displeasure by putting them on a bench. Say, nah, we, how you're, what you're bringing right now is not enough. We're going to go to someone. That's how you send a message to your two stars, by the way. You want to talk about how you're not going to, you know, you want to give them tough love and all of that in the offseason. If that's what you, you want, you want to show them that they're not above anybody else. Say, you know what? We're going to take you out. We're going to play guys who haven't played, but we think they might give uh, us a spark because you clearly don't have it. And let them sit for a minute, for a few minutes. And say, if you're going to waste the game, waste the game that way. By saying, you know what, guys? I'm going to, I just want you to know you're not above, you're not above anybody else on this team when it comes to giving effort. Saw a lot of, Saw a lot of Tatum circle last year with complaining, although he did get jobbed from the refs a few times. I will fully cap to that. The refs were not good. Refs had a bad game, too. Um, Horrible. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, really bad game. Um, I thought it it sucked that he made challenge the wrong call, and he didn't have any challenges left to challenge the Al script uh, when they were down, I think, only three. That, that could have given him something. Or even the out-of-bounds that Al and Jalen were both in-bounds to save yeah. just time. And then I know you can't challenge a, a no-whistle, but Tatum did get pushed in the back. That's why he missed that layup from Kuzma. So there's yeah. just three calls all in the last five minutes or so. Just changes the momentum of the game. It's really freaking stupid. Like, they're yeah. professional. Yeah. Do your job. All right, your professionals, but you know what? Again, basketball gods, when you play a bad game and you let, let you know, crap teams stay with you and get leads and feel like they can play with you in your house, you leave yourself open to those kind of calls that, that can screw you in the ass. So, not in a fun way. A completely toxic, not fun, you know, make you make you hate everything kind of way, which is not the good way. So anyway, uh, is the next game uh, uh, with the Saturday one? Is yep. That, is that the next one, or we play on Friday? No, Saturday's the next one. So you get Saturday's to uh, right. So that one is the one I will be at. Um, probably not gonna have a, uh, a recap after that one. Um, if it's anything like this game, I'll be stopping at bars on the way home and, and uh, putting down shots like uh, like the priest in Constantine. He goes <laughs> in and walks into the place, he's like, Nothing's coming out. It's like oh. all-time movie. Very, very fun. Right. Keanu. Right. If if we play like this again, it's gonna be like that all the way. But hopefully, they get to their stuff together and say, "All right, we'll take one back from you on your on your floor, and I'll be there for that." So. So, but that's it, guys. Um, and after this, we shall not speak of this again.
So, disciples, if you watch this and you actually made it this far without slitting your wrists, good for you. Congratulations. Like and subscribe here so you can come back and hear more of this, hopefully on a better occasion, uh, better note. Um, but just in case it's not, um, we're gonna still be here throughout the year. We're gonna ride this, you know, we're gonna be like uh, Bucky and Cap, you know, with you. We're gonna be with them till the end of the line. Yes, sir. And that's the truth. That is the truth, right that there. That is the truth, 100%. All right. Billy, any final words before we uh, uh, put this one to bed and pass out in a deep coma-like sleep? Oh, no, I'm exhausted talking about this team. Um, go watch Constantine. It's actually a really good comic book movie. It is a great one. All right. And Keanu, uh, Keanu's a badass. We all love yeah. Keanu. Everybody loves Keanu. All right. All right, so I'm Aaron. He's Billy. We are not Keanu. And this was not the Celtics' greatest performance. But we will be back next week more than likely we'll chop up what we saw on the on the saturday's game and hopefully more good stuff but for that case but for now this is red's disciples we are signing off we have had enough i'm talking about